Hello and welcome into another episode of the Wired Up Sports Podcast. I'm Josh Coleman alongside Dylan Malfatti. We're, we got a good show for you guys today, but first, how you doing, Dylan? Good, man. I'm taking a Friday off. It's going to be nice. Birthday's tomorrow, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Happy early birthday. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to um, go to... Uh, Go to have a couple drinks tomorrow night with uh, obviously my wife and some some coworkers um, who also celebrated some birthdays this month. So I'm pretty excited, man. It should be a good weekend. Yeah, How about that, you? That how are you? Fun. I'm doing good. You know, got through the first week of class. Actually, how was your first week of classes too? Good, man. Yeah. I learned some Russian. Yeah, you want to hear? Oh, I yes, I absolutely want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Why right. wouldn't you? I? Ready? You ready? Yeah, yeah. All right. yet. That means what's your name? Uh, <laughs> so actually that full thing is, hello, my name's Dylan, what's your name? Wow. I know, two days, I learned that. <laughs> How did you learn, where did you, where are you learning Russian? Um, You know, CMU. I know, is it like a class? A it Russian is, class? Yeah, it is a Russian class. Here's okay. the thing, so you you know this, with the MassCom major, you have to take right. two semesters of a foreign language. Right. Um, and the only ones that they offer right now are like Japanese, uh, Russian and Spanish. And I was like, look, I'm taking Spanish. I was like, I'm going to do something different and I'll go with Russian, you know? I respect so, that. Yeah. And like, it's, uh, up to this point anyway, it seems relatively sort of like one-to-one with English, you know, like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, as of now, people, it as is of not, now. it's not a one to one, but no, God, no, early. it's not, but, but early on, um, because some of their letters are similar, you know, similar to English letters. They still have the A and the O, A, O, um, that kind of thing. But anyway, Don't they have like one or two extra letters. So they, they have 33 letters in their alphabet. Um, whereas English as 26, they do have a couple symbols in there as well which are similar-ish to Greek symbols. Okay. Um, so, yeah, once we get to that point, it'll start getting a little tougher, I'm then sure. To... But, but as of right now, yeah, it's not so bad. Um, uh, let's see here. Privyet, Minyazabut Dylan, Kaktabiazabut. What was the other phrase that I learned? Um, it, it basically meant nice to meet you or something like that. So, um Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. It, it's gone. It's out of my mind right now. So it happens. <laughs> I'm just impressed. You're a better man than I was because when I had to do that, I had already taken like the Spanish in high school, the Spanish in middle school, but every time I just restarted. So I never had to do anything hard Spanish. So I was always in one or two. It was the easiest time of my life. I got yeah. like an A in the class because I was, and my teacher was great. I loved my teacher. Yeah, that's good. See, I took Spanish in high school as well. Took two years of Spanish. Yeah. And I learned almost nothing in those I two learned years. almost nothing in middle school, which is why I retook it in high school. And then I learned things. Yeah. But I, I stopped my sophomore year because I got my required number of hours or credits out of the way. And I was like, cool. So I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Got to CMU. And they were like, so you have to take another language. I was like, sign me up for Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just start right over from the yep. beginning. You already know, like have exactly. a base. Yep. Yeah, it's good. So I'm starting fresh. So I knew like Das Vidanya, you know? Yeah. You're and a better man than I am. That's about it. That's all I knew of Russian. So <laughs> um yeah, pretty uh, pretty fun. I, I'm I'm excited for that class. Um but the rest of it has been pretty alright as well. Um okay. I, I'm taking a marketing class right now as well. Mm-hmm. And there's this kid in my marketing pl- class named Pablo. And the teacher is this like tiny little Taiwanese lady seems about right and she the real thick accent you know and uh she just calls the poor kid Picasso all the time oh (laughs) (laughs) that poor kid (laughs) Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny though oh I imagine it's funny (laughs) like we all get a kick out of it I don't know if he does but the rest (laughs) of us do all of us laugh, but I don't yeah. know if he laughs. But yeah, I don't know. It's hilarious. Anyway, uh, yeah. How's uh, how's media school, man? It's good. Uh, this week has been fairly uneventful because we started as most of the other kids who were finishing up. Like they only have a week left. So right mm-hmm. now, this week we were just writing, and so we had. Uh, it's like two game recaps, two game previews, two columns, and two features. But the first six that I mentioned, everything but the features, are like three to four paragraphs. So I wrote six pieces in the first two days. Because all I did at college, as you know, was write for three and a half years. Yeah, I mean, with the crate and everything like that, yeah. Right. And so they were like, yeah, you're just writing. I was like, this is going to be the easiest week of my life. But next week we start radio shows, so I'm excited for that. Oh, that'll be pretty sweet. Yeah, we do radio shows, then get into play-by-play commentating, then do like a Sports center esque show, and we'll finish with like a first-take debate show, and then we'll create all the reels, and I'm done. February 2nd. Oh, that's quick. You said it's, what, 12 weeks? Six months. Six months? Okay. Man, but I might have to look into that when I'm done, too. It's a really good school, and I mean, you know, Josh Dover... Uh, is one of the program directors. Josh Dover does a bunch of the stuff for the Nuggets, Abs, Altitude, Mile High Sports. Do, dude does everything. Yeah. Uh, super nice. Uh, really cool guy. Uh, I actually probably will become a pretty big advocate of this school. So if you like hearing about this school, or if you don't like hearing about this school, hate to break it to you, you're going to hear about this school. So whether <laughs> you like it or not, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but today, on today's show, it's going to be a little bit of a, a, a mix. We got some heavy topics, and we got some light topics. We're going to start light because we want to allow those for especially the first heavy topic. They're, they're heavy. They're fairly graphic. Uh, we're going to start by talking about some options for the Avs at 2C, especially after Paul Stastny just signed a one-year, $1.5 million deal with Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, then we'll talk about Broncos starters, Denver Broncos starters, realistically not playing in the preseason there's going to be a couple of them out there but most of them will not get any action in the preseason at all uh then we'll move into the heavy topics of the recent accusations against the buffalo bills punter i hope i'm saying this name right i also don't necessarily care because if this is true uh i don't like him Probably not uh, going to have to say it much anyway. So Right. Matt Arazia, I believe is how you say that, or Ariza, um, who was accused of rape 
uh, raping a minor. We'll get into that a little bit more with details later in the show. And then we'll talk about uh, Vanessa Bryant, who just got $16 million in the settlement uh, for the Los Angeles Police Department taking photos of the crash that killed Kobe and Gigi Bryant and seven others. Uh, so, And they, there was other another settlement with the other victims as well. So we can get into all of that at the end of the show. But we're going to start nice and light. We'll work our way in. I know Dylan wanted to talk about this because we talked about it last week. Talked about some options for the Avs at that 2C position. Potentially new hook getting moved up. And then you have to find somebody else. Moving Ranton in over. We talked about Statsny, and I believe it was Evan Rodriguez from Evan. the... Yep, Evan Rodriguez okay. uh, was the other one. And and obviously, Stastny right now is the only one who's now off the... Off the board. Off the board. Um, he was signed to a one-year, $1.5 million deal with the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he's definitely not coming to the abs, at least not until the trade deadline. Um, sorry. Um, Your video's screaming in my ear. Oh, gotta love ESPN ads, man. Um, yeah. So again, I I don't I honestly don't think that they're going to really look outside of the organization right now for this. And, and the guys at DNBR talked about this as well. They'll probably look from within. Uh, you know, sticking Ranton in at that two C because he's proven that he can play the center position relatively right. well. Um, but now you do have options at Newhook, who's going to be the long term solution for that position um but last year was his rookie year he's still pretty green um so it remains to be seen whether he's ready yet um i would assume that they'll give him some time right just to see how he does but um you know they'll they'll try to work with what they've got right now yeah Um, i am i imagine to see kind of some flip-flops with new hook and and Ranton in throughout the season, kind of seeing who fits best at that two C position, and I think Newhook's going to just kind of alternate between two and three C, yeah. Just depending on who we're playing that day. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you though, because we were okay. talking about this at school. Um, if you bump Ranton in over, do you then go back after Patrick Kane? Uh Maybe, but I mean, that's still a big contract because, you know, it's Patrick Kane. Right. Um, And so they'd still have to try and work some some cap space to try and figure that out, moving somebody else out. Um, And I I don't believe that Patrick Kane is a free agent, right? No, we would still have to trade for him. So we'd still have to trade for him. You'd. Who would you move at that point? You know, um, you could move a JT Comfer. Yeah. Um, he's from the Chicago area. He'd probably love to play for the Blackhawks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, he would, he would fit well, you know? Um, and I would love to see him in an abs uniform. I just don't know if financially it's really feasible for him. Fair. You yeah, know, e- e- even if, um, oh, actually, hang on. Well, I mean, if that is true and his salary is only 2.9 mil, we could probably figure something out. 
we could figure something out. And honestly, like getting uh, getting JT Confer off the books would solve that problem because JT right. Confer's contract is something like three point something million dollars. Right. And obviously you wouldn't be able to go just straight one for one Confer and Kane. Right. But you could probably package in a prospect or a draft pick or two and pull the trade off if you moved enough cap without having to release more than two guys, really. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it, it definitely is not going to be a one for one trade, especially right. if uh, the Blackhawks are going to be retaining 50 percent of the salary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right now, JT Conference cap hit is three point five mil. Um, Patrick Kane's cap hit. If. Oh, yeah, I mean, if. um Chicago retained 50% of that. Uh, it would be cheap, honestly, for him. So we'll see. Abs, all, all we're saying is make it happen. and We're contenders again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be an ideal situation. Um, but we'll see what they do. Like I said, I think at the two C position, we'll get that rotation between, uh, Rantanen and new hook. I think Rantanen will get the majority of the starts at that position. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. The majority of games at that position. Well, and I'm thinking he'll get the majority of the games unless new hook just dazzles and shines in that position. Almost every time he's on the ice, like new hooks got to make a really, really good impression to consistently be that two C. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean Newhook is Newhook is a natural center. Uh, right. We've seen him play on the wing. He's not nearly as effective. Obviously the kid is still a grinder. Right. Um and he's still a he's still a good hockey player, but um Rantanen is a natural winger. So sticking him at center while he can do it, that's not his natural spot. Um so you know, it, it, it remains to be seen what happens how the Avs look next season with uh, the roster that they have at this current moment. Mm-hmm. Um, if all kind of, uh, you know, goes downhill and that second line is not producing, neither one of them are doing well. I think they really consider somebody at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, just to fill that role because I mean, look, let's be honest here. They're going to the playoffs, whether yeah, they're... they're number one seed again, I'm not sure about right. that, but they're they're not missing the playoffs. Right. I'm thinking they're probably going to be a two or a three just because we lost so much of the offense in Burakovsky and, and Kadri. You lose yeah. so much production that you're obviously going to take a step back. But if you can replace some of that, great. But realistically, there's going to be some struggles for that second line until they can figure somebody out. And so, I mean, I would love to see us try to get Evan Rodriguez. I know his salary is probably going to be potentially more than we could afford if he's looking for, well, if he's looking to stay in Pittsburgh, he could make it tough for anybody, but I don't know. I'm intrigued to see where this race goes because the Avs right now still have a lineup to be in the playoffs and be a very, very good team, but they still have room to improve. Oh yeah, I'm, they absolutely everybody do. does, but look, they they are still a contender. You yeah, know? absolutely. They didn't they didn't lose out so badly on on players that 
you know, they just completely dropped out of the contention conversation. Right. Um, but yeah, they, they did get a little bit worse. You know, the loss of Kadri, who was an 80 point player, a, you know, plus 80 point player, um, that hurts, but they, they didn't get like significantly worse or anything, no. you know? And they got, I don't know if they got better in net, but they got cheaper in net and arguably stayed probably the same with the tandem of Gorgiev and Com or not Comfer, Frank Francois. Francos. I don't know how to say his name consistently. Francos. Francos. Yeah. You're good. I was like, I gotta hear it on the broadcast and then hit it let it hit my brain a couple of different times. Um Frankie. We'll just call yep. him Frankie. Uh I'm I'm very happy with that. I think that's a about as good of a tandem as you can get in goal. Um especially yeah, I for mean, the price. <laughs> right now, especially I mean you know, Georgiev was backing up Shesterkin, who's the Vezina Trophy winner, right? Last year, so I mean, if we're going to talk about tandems, like that one's a pretty freaking stellar tandem, You're right? Um, but yeah, no, as of right now, like that's a Frankie and Georgiev. That'll be a really good tandem. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what Georgiev can do this year. Um, I think that he will be about the same as Kemper. Yeah, that's on, what I was in all thinking. Honesty. Yeah, so. And didn't they basically just swapped positions, didn't they? Like, because Georgiev came from the Caps, right? Georgiev came from the Rangers. Rangers. That's what it was. I was like, I remember it was a team with red and blue. Yeah, he came from the Rangers. Kemper, he went to the Capitals. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, I know they've... Never mind, people. I thought they flip-flopped. That's yeah. on me. Not that even. would have been way funnier if they just didn't swap <laughs> jobs. Essentially, They're just like, yeah, you go there, you go there, you yeah. go there. <laughs> We're good. Good, good job, guys. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to watch this Abs team. I think that realistically, still gonna be top two, top three team in the West. We'll see if the NHL. But they, I think, still top five, top six team in the NHL. Oh yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the the team that has underperformed for the last six years finally looks to have a good season lined up for them, but none of their starters have been playing in the preseason, Dylan, and I don't know why. I have no idea why Nathaniel Hackett has not played Russell Wilson or a lot of his starting of offensive linemen together. Like, I know we've seen... Uh, Albert Okawebanam play. He played a, a fair amount last week, especially with the later groups, but he was in there to practice blocking. Russell Wilson hasn't taken any snaps in a preseason game for the Broncos. Many of our starting linemen haven't taken a lot of snaps in the preseason. I'm pretty sure the only one that has is Calvin Anderson. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was week one. Mm. Maybe he played last week. I'm He might have. But to me, and a lot of our defenders haven't, and I understand Hackett looking at the linebacker position, our starting inside linebacker got hurt week one, the second play of the preseason game, uh, dislocated his elbow out four to six weeks. I understand that then you're a little bit more hesitant to get some of your 1B, 2 second string guys in there because you don't want to lose any more depth. But you have to get them in preseason so that we don't go to Seattle and get smacked week one. I mean, I don't think that we're going to get smacked week one in Seattle. 
I mean, I don't either, but if, I mean, if nobody's playing and their first live snaps are a regular season game where it actually matters, it's going to take some adjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it definitely is. You know, you're going in, you're going in dry at this point. Like, um, <laughs> you're not wrong, <laughs> but you know, I mean, um, I understand like the injury thing, and this is the problem that I have with preseason games: is you have a bunch of young dudes in there, a bunch of unproven dudes in there that are trying to prove themselves, right? So they go out and they make these big hits and injure either themselves or somebody else or both. And I understand preseason has to happen. Like, you know. right. You got to get some guys in there, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a fine line between, you know, like protecting your people and then going into the regular season, not having any in-game experience for the year. And, you know, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> no, I, I, understand. I, I think, I, I think that uh, they need at least a, a quarter and a half, you right. know, and that's play. what I was expecting. I was yeah. expecting at least a quarter this game and hell, if all we were going to give Russell Wilson was two series, I'd be fucking fine with that because it's better than zero yeah. in a new offense with a new head coach. We didn't give him any room to adjust to the playbook in a live game situation. And from what I've heard from training camp and practices, they're not doing a ton of hitting in practice. Mm -mm. It's a lot of slowdown. I know they're doing some walkthrough stuff. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand you want to keep guys healthy, but this is football. You got to knock some heads before you have to do it week one. Yeah. And maybe next week practice is just going to be dialed up a little bit more. But it just feels late to me to try to get guys ready to go into week one. Yeah, no, it, it feels a little late to me too. I think if if you're going to play Russell Wilson at all in the preseason, which you you should, you should play all of your starters a little bit in the preseason to get them ready back into that mindset of, hey, this is a game. You know, we have to be on our A game. We have to be ready to play week one. Um, This is the game to do it. You know? Yeah. It it didn't happen in the last two games. This is the game that you have to do it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, obviously last week didn't go very well for the Broncos as they lost 42 to 15 to the Buffalo Bills. I'm not taking that loss too much to heart because it was the Bills starters versus the Broncos backups. No, Uh, yeah. I mean, Brett Rippon, for crying out loud. Right, right. Josh Johnson started. Brett Rippon was the second half. We got killed. It was just, I think Josh Allen played two or three series and he scored. It was like they were six for six. Six series, six touchdowns. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm not like taking a whole lot out of that game either. A, because it's the preseason and like, I'm I'm pretty sure last year the Broncos went like what, two and one or something like that. In yeah, the, they looked good in the preseason last and year. And then and then shit the bed in yeah. the regular season. So no, yeah. I don't I don't take any stock out of the preseason a- anyway. But you know, you have to get some experience in 
a game situation, you know? Right. And and I would understand this more if it wasn't so much transition within the organization. You got a new owner, new head coach, new quarterback. Well, not even just new head coach, pretty much a new coaching, coaching staff. staff. Yeah. New playbooks, new quarterback, bunch of rookies that should make impacts this year. Tim Patrick tore his ACL, so you got to figure out a wide receiver too. Because realistically, Jerry Judy just wasn't that role yet. After the last couple of seasons, it was it was Cortland and Tim Patrick. They were our one A, one B. Um, and there's just to not get any rhythm or any flow with your teammates in the preseason is it gonna be a detriment to the regular season? And luckily, luckily, they start with I don't want to say two cupcake teams. But two teams that they should be realistically able to beat without playing in the preseason. That's Seattle week one yeah. in Seattle. And then we first home games, Houston Texans here. Yeah. Both games that you should be able to win, but yeah. you put yourself in jeopardy because nobody's been knocking heads. And I understand you like we've talked about. I understand you want to protect the injuries. You want to protect guys heads, but you got to do it. It's the way the sport is injuries injuries are going to happen regardless and i think that not giving them situations in game just increases the chance of injury later on right and in a in a more detrimental timeline you know right um because now that affects your postseason chances you know that kind of thing whereas if an injury happens now there's there's a good chance that they come back right before the preseason, obviously Tim Patrick is not coming back. Right, ACL. as long as it's not season ending, like right. ACL, Achilles, anything torn realistically, season ending injury. Yeah. But like we're not talking about those because that's gonna happen. We saw it happen to the Ravens last year, where all three of their running backs tore their Achilles or ACL in the preseason, and it hurt them. They were still a good team, but that's the nature of football. Like injuries happen whenever. It's the nature of sports, regardless. Right. You know, injuries always happen. It's yeah. just how it is, you know? They can happen in practice. I know I've been hurt before in practices. I've been hurt fairly severely twice in practices. Yeah, I, I hurt myself in practice. Once. Right. It was it's... my own fault, but... <laughs> Have I told you that story? Actually, no. listeners, here's a great story for you. Okay, so... <laughs> When I was, hang on just a sec, because I'm going to pull up this, actually, I want to pull up a picture. I was a swimmer in high school, okay? I feel like I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was fucking tiny. Like, tiny. A buck fifty, and that's probably, hang on, I can't see myself, so let me make sure that I'm... Okay. Okay. Tiny. I mean, like, solid muscle, but I was tiny. And and for you viewers right now who have not, or you listeners right now who have not seen me, I'm not a small guy anymore. <laughs> I weighed myself today, 225. Pretty thick. I'm a thick boy, two Cs. He's a thick boy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back in high school, yeah, I was a buck 50 swimmer um, every day. Before we swam, because we swam right after school and they had an open swim class. Um, so we had to put in the lane lines. And trying to drag lane lines through eight lanes of pools, 
is a real pain in the ass if you haven't done it. So one day I got the bright idea. Oh, <laughs> I already know where this is going. I'm I'm a genius. Okay, I got the bright idea to dive into the pool with the lane line. I was like, it'll I'll carry it farther, you know, and then I'll just swim to the end. No big deal. That was my thought process behind it. So I did that. I move through the water. Lane lines don't. Yeah. And now I bet you you don't know where I'm going with this, okay? So I dove into the water. The lane line just stopped. Ripped my arm back. And the hook on the end, the hook on, went through my hand. Clean through. There's the little exit wound right there. So this dull, like, flat metal hook... <laughs> Went all the way through my hand and damn near tore the ligament in my thumb. It probably should have. Um, yeah, it should have. Um, but I think it pulled all of the like meat away from that ligament because you could see it in there. It's just like a white piece. Um, so anyway, I'm like I'm underwater with this hook in my hand and I like I'm, like cussing, just pissed off because this it hurts, you know. Right. <laughs> and I swim up to the surface. <laughs> the lane line's still in my hand. And I pick it up, and it's just, like, dangling from my hand like this. Or like this, you know? And uh, two of my teammates were like... <laughs> like oh, my God. <laughs> Too stunned to speak. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I pulled it out, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Can you help Why'd me you up? pull it out? Like, I can't move the with the lane line in my hand. Okay. I should have like, that. Why'd you pull it out in the water? Honestly, that was the best place to do it. Also, like it, if it I would have, it would if I would have dragged it up anymore, it probably would have torn clean through my hand because it was just a little fleshy part in between my thumb and my index Respect. finger. Um, and those things are they're heavy. They're yeah, not light. no, they're not light. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm still swimming, you know, just treading water. I pull it out of my hand and I'm like, hey, can you help me up? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah, that's our job. <laughs> they drag me out of the water, and I go, I walk up to my coach. By this point, I'm a little more calm, and I'm, like, laughing at this point because I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. Like, nobody's like, going to believe this. I'm happened. an idiot. <laughs> so I walk up to my coach, and I'm like, hey, uh, Steve, I had a little bit of a mishap. And he's like, he was writing something down, and it looks at me and just starts freaking out. And it was like, oh, shit, shit, shit. Runs into the bathroom, grabs some toilet paper. There's this tiny little, uh, like, one of the managers is a tiny little girl. And she's like, I'm bleeding all over the place. She's freaking out um, about it. Right. Rightfully so. <laughs> right, as most <laughs> I have people a, should. I have a gaping hole in my hand. Um, they see the ligament. They're like, oh, that's not supposed yeah, to fucking so, happen. <laughs> so she's freaking out. The coach comes back with some toilet paper, like, puts it on my hand, puts pressure on it, you know. And was like, I need you, the manager, to take him to the trainer's office right now. And um, I, I don't know if you've ever been inside Rampart High School. That was where we swam. I have not. Um, it's all like linoleum floors and everything like that, which most oh, schools so are. Makes it fun when you're out of the water. Yeah. she's. Uh, I had just gotten out of the water, too, so I'm still dripping wet. And uh, she's freaking out, running to the trainer's office, which was over by the gym. Um, in the locker rooms and all that stuff. Um, and uh, she takes like a hard left and I just keep on going down the hall <laughs> and she's screaming at me, where are you going? And I'm like, I can't really stop very well. 
<laughs> soaking wet on the linoleum floor. So um, I get to the trainer's office. He, he laughs at me. Like I was pretty tight with the trainer at that point. He's laughing at me. It was like, what'd you do? And I was like, I uh, decided to stick a lane line through my hand. And he was like, nice. Okay. So he wraps up my hand. Um, and I'm talking to him while I'm like bent over on his, uh, on his table. Pass out. <laughs> my body starts realizing what's going on. Yeah, your body started to go into shock. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> something's wrong here. So, yeah, I pass out. I wake up. Um, I don't know how long later. It, I don't think it was very long. But uh, I'm like laying on another table um, with a gym bag under my legs. <laughs> so I had I got three stitches. Um, and, uh, I, I couldn't swim for like three weeks. I, I couldn't do anything with my right hand. And, um, back then they had the standardized test was CSAPs. <laughs> you remember that? I don't remember it, but I remember hearing about it. Um, well, they, like in elementary school and stuff, like they had CSAPs in middle school, Right. Bro, you are trusting a lot in my memory that I actually remember elementary <laughs> school and middle school. Okay, but you you understand like the I remember like it's like a full yeah. week of standardized testing. Yeah, I remember like that week, but I don't yeah. remember what we did. This happened that week, so I had to get a scribe because it's my oh, right. Oh, because couldn't I couldn't write, <laughs> so I had to get somebody to write my CSAP stuff for me. Did you do? Did hold on. Were you telling them the answers, or were you, they, like, helping you through it? No, I was telling them the answers, uh, like, what I wanted them to write, but I couldn't uh, physically write because I, my hand was in, like, a, a cast, you know? It would have been way better if you got, like, a teacher to do it, and she was like, you know, in, in elementary school or middle, really, in any schooling before college when you were, had, like, a test, and you'd walk up to the teacher, like, I don't understand the wording of this. And they would just basically solve it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I was like. If he just got the standardized test, it, basically with a teacher just doing it for him, I'm going to be pissed. It wasn't a teacher. It was somebody else. She was like some like ad administrator or something like that um, or secretary or whatever. I can't remember who it was. But yeah. But anyway, um, so that was like a fun three weeks because I couldn't do anything with my right hand. So good times. Going. Good times. I don't I mean, know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So, like, injuries happen. They happen all the time. <laughs> Even stupid ones like that, you know? I mean, I yeah, my two injuries, my two, like, bad injuries in practice, because, I mean, everybody's rolled an ankle or something in practice. That's not really an injury that we're talking about. No. Um, one of them, I broke my collarbone at, at lacrosse practice. It was summer club lacrosse practice. We were doing one-on-one dodging. I had beaten my guy and our feet just got tangled up and I shot and land straight on my shoulder. My teammate lands straight on top of me. <laughs> I didn't feel it break. Whole arm just went numb. Yeah. And I was like, that's not good. Couldn't get up. I was on the field for a second. I tried to push up with my right arm, got nothing. So I got up with my left. And My coach was like, are you all right? I was like, I can't move my arm. I, they were like, really try it and it was i got all i could do was a shrug i was like i tried to move they were like i can't move it now i know you probably haven't seen this movie because it's, it's called crooked arrows it's a lacrosse movie on netflix it's yeah, cheesy as all fuck 
the final scene is a kid who like breaks his collarbone essentially and then shoots through it. I don't think you could actually do this, but shoots through it. My coach goes, can you crooked arrows it? I said, no, <laughs> I walk, I walk off my dad who's on the sideline. Cause it, I was 15 or something at the time. I couldn't drive myself to practice runs his fingers over my collarbone gets to where it broke. Just goes, yeah, broke his collarbone. I got to take him to the hospital. Bro, my x-ray, my collarbone is straight up in a V. Yeah. Like, you cannot break it better. Doctor walks into the room, just goes, yeah, I don't need an x-ray to tell you that's broken. I can see right now where you broke it, how you broke it. And then we told her the story, and she was like, I don't understand how this broke up. Usually it breaks down in that case. And I was like, I don't fucking know either. And so literally, she took the x-ray because she needed to. Yeah, I, it's my favorite X-ray. It's the cleanest break <laughs> you'll ever fucking see, dude. It was just straight up. I had so my stepdad just broke his collarbone like a couple of months ago in uh, yeah in a hockey game. Oh, uh, I I haven't played hockey in a little while, um, but my whole family plays hockey apart from my brother, um, my stepdad, my mom, and my littlest brother. They all play hockey out in Colorado Springs and. Uh, yeah, they were in game. My mom and my stepdad are on the same team. That's awesome. And uh, so I, I think that it was just like an, an unfortunate collision, you know, one of those things that just happens. He ran into some other guy, and uh, my stepdad's about my size. Um, and this other guy was like significantly larger than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just like hit, fell on the ice. Broke his collarbone in like three different places. Oof. Yeah, Oof. So had to had to have surgery on it and everything like that. Had screws oh. and plates put into it, and yeah, it's rough, man. I was lucky I didn't have to. I'm too skinny. Yeah, my doctor literally looked at me and was like, "Dude, you'll be in here next year complaining about the irritation from the plate if I put it on there. You're just gonna have to suck it up." So they immobilized my shoulder, so I couldn't move it for like a month and a half. Reset it. Yep, and they did. Just had to sit there with a broken collarbone till it yep. healed itself. I still got the divot. Yeah, I, I do too. Actually, I broke my collarbone when I was young, and you can still feel where it's kind of it was broken. Mm-hmm. It's great. So. I have like my collarbone. If you look at the two of them, one's straight and one's got like a little hump in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and every I've been asked about it before. They're like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Here, give me your finger." I put it on the divot. They're like, what is that? So I'm like, it's where I broke it. <laughs> uh, my other injury in practice was at basketball. And it was in it was in practice. We were running 5v5. Off an inbounds pass, I got trapped. And so I threw a pass through the double team, like through both guys. Just okay. my arm got through. And they collapsed it. And my arm, that's how I tore my labrum in my shoulder collapse it my arm just dislocates shoulder dislocates out the back pops itself back in and i am on the floor yelling fuck that hurt fuck that hurt fuck that hurt (laughs) my coach walks over goes what happened i said my shoulder just dislocated and put itself back in i need to go to the training room and our the gym we were practicing it was like walk out the gym two feet to your right you're in the training room Trainer, I think she heard me, walked into the gym, was like, what happened? I was like, my shoulder just dislocated out of the back, 
and popped itself back in. Immediately takes me off the floor. Didn't tell me why. Sits me down, puts me in ice, and goes, all right, you're done. We have to call your dad to come take you home. I said, I drove here. You can't drive. I said, I got one fucking perfectly good hand. I can drive myself home. She still calls my dad. My dad gets there, goes, why am I here? You can drive yourself home. I said, that's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to tell her. (laughs) And so put me in an ice pack. And literally, my dad had to promise the trainer that we would take back roads home because we live seven minutes from the high school, like legitimately not far. Five minutes if I'm speeding good enough. Um, and don't speed people don't speed don't be don't like speed. me I'm yeah, a psychopath speed. on the road don't be like me um, but not advocating for speeding yeah breaking, don't breaking don't, the lock don't do it don't do it uh, but literally it happened and my coach was like shit I sat out they told me we're not doing surgery normally you do surgery yeah. and do you know that if you your shoulder is not supposed to dislocate out the back if it fully goes, it's immediate surgery. They have to go. You have to go in for surgery, and they have to put in a traction plate. And so I am forever terrified that. And realistically, it's gonna happen. Like one of these years, I'm gonna be rushed in for emergency surgery because my shoulder went out the back, and I need a traction plate. <laughs> and I'm not excited for it. Yeah. Because labrums I, are like nine to twelve months. I had a similar. Oh God. <clears throat> that's rough Dude, i had a brutal. similar thing happen uh actually um i was also at swim practice but every friday we would do like just you know we'd play ultimate frisbee or something like that right and the the wrestling room that was always loads of fun because it was two on two <laughs> um two on two ultimate in the wrestling that sounds room. awesome oh dude it was so much fun but uh every once in a while we'd play like full team in the gym you know and uh, so we were playing, and uh, I jumped up to go catch it as somebody else hit me, like, kind of from behind on my yeah. lower legs. And I went back to go stop myself, and my uh. arm, like, I rolled over on it. Uh. Oh, buddy. I was like, <laughs> it was so painful. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure that I tore something from there. Um, but... It's it's fine. I just have like this <laughs> gravelly thing going on in there right now. I don't know if you can hear that. No, I can't. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's like it's this it just sounds like gravel inside my shoulder whenever I move it. So You said that with so little confidence. It's uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I can I can I've got full motion of it and everything like that, but it's just <laughs> It didn't inspire a lot of confidence in me when you. It's all right. Look, I mean, both of my shoulders are probably super messed up from swimming anyway. So, but like, I can I can put my arm up. I can you know I I can do all the things. I can't throw a football or baseball like you should be able to. I always throw kind of. That's probably a sign. That, that's probably a sign something's wrong, Dylan. If you can't yeah. throw it's like overhand. A, it's like a shot put. I like shot put footballs. You like you throw like Philip Rivers is what you're telling me. 
Yeah, basically. With a sidearm, like, submarine throw. John Elway style, baby. Let's go. Oh, John Elway actually cocked his arm. Philip Rivers, it was mm, all from the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. Oh, my Lord, Dylan. Oh, my word. I actually, we're going to make a switch up here because we just had way too much fun. Uh, we cannot go talk about the Bills punter right now. <laughs> we're going to switch. We're going to talk about Vanessa Bryant first. Okay. All right. Because that was... Way too many jokes to go into a, the darkest topic. I on know. The show. I, I I don't understand how uh, we got that off track, but I, man, I that either. was good. If I'm yeah, sorry, if fun. you don't, if you listeners out there don't find that entertaining, well, also I'm, also comment if you can. I don't know if you can comment on like Spotify you can you can if you, well, I don't know if you can't. Uh, I think you can, but if not, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, comment your best. Send us your best sports injury stories, dude. I want to yes. hear them. I love hearing that. We'll shit. read them. We'll read them on the show. Yeah, DM them to us or whatever. Send whatever. We'll read them on the show. That would be that would be great. Yep. Um, but getting back on track, um, jury ordered the L.A. County to pay thirty-one million dollars in Kobe Bryant crash photos, essentially. So it's a thirty-one million dollars settlement. Vanessa Bryant gets 16 million of that, um, and Chris Chester got 15. So Chester was um, one of the people who lost. He he lost his wife and his daughter in the crash. I don't necessarily. I, they, the names are out there. I don't necessarily want to say them, except for the Bryants because they're a highly publicized family. Everybody else is. A fairly normal family uh, that is going through it right now. Um, so they got 15 million, and um, the other victims as well. Before we d- deep dive into Vanessa, there was another settlement uh, with the other victims from the crash because there was three families in the helicopter. They got 2.5 million out of a settlement. Now I'm not fully sure how they determined those figures because. 2.5 compared to 16 and 15 is is a vast number. Uh, I figured obviously Vanessa would get the most money because it's a public figure. Her her family are public figures. Um, but yes, that is what happened. Um, the the case was issued because um, and they actually named the guy the uh, sheriff. The sheriff's department took, and they say two different things in their testimony. Uh, they say they took 25 photos. Uh, the captain, Brian Jordan, said he they took 25 photos. Another guy testified that it was over 100, but the department reissued or gave them all new phones after the crash. And a couple of the people who actually took the photos had their phones hard reset so that when you opened it, it was like a brand new phone. Right. So there is legitimately like no evidence of the photos actually existing other than the eyewitness accounts of the guy at the the bartender um, who was shown the photos by Joey Cruz, who was a detective deputy i have no issue i should say that i have no issue saying the policemen's names because they should be publicly shamed in my mind that's just something you shouldn't do um 
he showed it to a bartender and then it was Joey Cruz's phone who was like hard reset. So when it turned on, it was new, basically no photos saved. Um, and the county attorneys argued that Cruz had transferred data to his phone, his new phone, which also had no crash photos on it. And so and then they identify at least one firefighter who got the photos, but he is unknown. I was like this whole it's a it's a little bit of a mess. I didn't think it was this big of a mess as I started reading the article and then I got deeper and deeper into it. And it's just crazy. Yeah, Um, it's it's wild. So um, uh, dang it, I lost my spot in this. Yes, here it is. So Doug Johnson, the deputy who took the photos that included close ups of human remains testified that he took 25. Two other officials testified that Johnson told them he took at least 100. Then, under cross-examination, Friday, Villanueva, uh, one of the other guys who said, taking the photos, said that the fact that no photos have surfaced online proved that internal investigators assigned to the case had done a thorough job stopping the spread. But his certainty wavered somewhat after he appeared to learn on the stand about the discrepancies in Johnson's photo count and the fire official who was never identified. He said, I believe they were all deleted. He said, adding, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. That doesn't sound like a very strong testimony if you're I believe and I'm pretty sure. Sounds like it could be sure that maybe I took this many pictures, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. Right. It's it's a it's I I said this last night, too, uh, at school. I don't understand why the people who, you know, like their whole jobs are to protect sensitive information like this from getting out to the public. Yet they showed the sensitive information to the public. Yeah, pictures pictures taken of the crash in a um in a professional and legal manner. Fine. That's fine. That's one thing. Right. But because... uh, to go and take pictures of it, dude, that's that's just wrong. Like right. Shouldn't be doing that regardless. There was a uh, girl that worked at the station with me set up a camera shot with like a leg or something like that hanging out of the back of a car that had wrecked and stuff which is like no good yeah that's (laughs) and then not not only did she do that she also posted that on youtube because anything that we post on our website automatically goes goes to youtube YouTube. and onto our website yikes dude like not good no not good so, um, yeah, these these sorts of things like it's it's sensitive material. It doesn't matter who it is, regardless if right. it's Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant or if it's some nobody, you know, out there. When I say nobody, I mean, like a, a known a, a, a regular, a, a regular person in their daily life. Yeah, not exactly. a public figure, not a public figure. That's what I mean by that statement. I apologize. All, all of you people are we, somebody's. We love Just, you, everybody listening, okay? Yes. You are not a nobody. You're we not a love nobody. you and appreciate you. Um, and <laughs> so uh, 
yeah, it, it's just wrong to do that regardless. And especially right. if you're if you're in a position like a police officer or a firefighter. Right. That's, and I, that's even worse, you know, I, and. You kind of made this point. There's a difference between professional photos, because as a police officer and as a firefighter, you have to take photos of the crash to figure out one, how large the crash site is to determine the victims. Yeah. Your, like, your crime, your, your crime scene, accident scene, basically. crime scene investigation photos, right. those sorts of things, they, they have to happen, have to happen, have to happen. Yeah. But it's not usually on somebody's personal cell phone. And that's yeah. where we're crossing the line. They usually do it on like a DSLR camera so that the photos can be analyzed. there are higher resolutions. Like it, it's usually a, a production. Right. Well, maybe not a production, but higher quality photos. It's not just like you walked up with your phone and took some close-ups. It's you walked up with a really fucking nice camera that cost like $3,000 and took some really, really nice photos so that you could investigate the photos to prove what caused it. Exactly. Exactly. And so that was not what happened. Now, I I just got to the number that uh, Chester's attorney asked the jury to award the Bryant and Chester's in damages, they wanted $75 million in combined damages for emotional distress. Now, Bryant's attorneys did not specify a figure. $75 million is... That's a lot. That's almost unreasonable. That's too much money. Yeah, honestly, like, I, I think that even $31 million is a little too much money. It's It's definitely high, but... For what it was, and the fact that, like, the nation stopped this day, I can understand it. We fuck, It's a national holiday, 824. I don't know if it's actually a national holiday, but it is for me. Yeah. It's a Josh national holiday. <laughs> I got many of those. Yeah. And can we, can we get to a slightly different topic real quick, too? Because I want to talk about this. So uh, the NBA just announced a league-wide um jersey retirement for bill russell yep. well deserved um we talked about it a couple of weeks ago yeah we did talk about that a couple of weeks ago um and I, I absolutely think that bill russell's numbers should be retired can we talk about kobe bryant's numbers being retired as well i, I think, think that that that's something that needs to happen i think that's reasonable but at that point you have to start asking the question. Well, and part of the reason Bill Russell's number is retired is off the court stuff. Sure. Is because he was such a big proponent in the civil rights movement and equality. Is it, are we retiring it because of the tragic death and what he meant to the league? Or are we retiring it because of what he did or both? Because I'm on board and which number do you retire eight or 24 or both? I say you retire both. Okay. I mean, both those were both his numbers, you know? Right, because um, they're, they're both retired by the Lakers. Nobody can wear them as a Laker. Yeah, and uh, here's what he did off the court, as well as the nature of his death, you know, I think is what uh, makes him deserving of it. Obviously, if, like, if he were to live... A full life, full you know, life. we wouldn't be having this conversation. I don't think like, that we would be having this conversation. Um, but it's the nature of 
of his of his untimely demise. Right. I'm I'm fine if we did that. I think that'd be fine to retire eight and twenty four, not only for what he did on the floor, but the nature of his death and what he meant to everybody in the league and what he meant to the league. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. I think that would be a very classy move by Adam Silver. I don't know if we would see it recent in any time soon. That feels like it would probably be a year or two at least before it was enabled or talk started. But I would, I'd be okay with that. I think that would be a, a perfectly fine gesture. I'm sure it would mean a lot to uh, Vanessa and uh, her surviving children, especially, man, you got to think too, like they just had a new, they like they just had a new kid. Yeah. Like I think their new baby is probably now maybe three. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's, that's rough. tough, man. Sorry, I'm I, I'm I just saw a spider on my window just attacking Matt. <laughs> I was wondering. I thought you froze <laughs> on me for a second. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm like <laughs> literally to put this through my eyes. I looked up and Dylan is just staring away, not moving, <laughs> didn't blink. As I'm talking. I had to check to see if my timer was still moving. I was like, did he freeze? No. <laughs> and then he started talking. Oh, I was like, he's still going at, at it, dude. He's just absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having a day, people. He's, uh, he's, it's off day. He's yeah. off Friday today. So he's he's having you know, himself a fun time. I am. It's a small little spider. It wasn't anything big, but he's sitting on my window, and all of a sudden he's just, like, sitting there. And there was a gnat that's, like, running away, and he was just, like, he walked onto it. Dude, I saw him turn and, like, just jump on this gnat. I mean, it was, like, instantaneous, too. Crazy. Damn. Crazy. Anyway. I, I named a spider in my bathroom, except he keeps leaving. I named him Ricky. He was, oh he, was a part, he was a part of the mafia. Well, I made a, an agreement. He was in my shower, but he was on the very backside to the point where, like, I'm not over there a ton. Okay. And he literally didn't move. Like, he never walked towards me or anything. So I was like, if you stay there, I'll let you live, and we can be friends. And he stayed there for, like, two days, two, three days. So I named him the second day. <laughs> Came back last week, and then he was gone again. I hope he's alive, man. I hope yeah. he's alive. Um, we, we had this giant spider that lived. I don't know what is happening today. This is so off topic. Um, yeah, it's, it's like our we, ADHD episode. We had <laughs> ADHD episode part two. We had uh, this spider that lived outside of my uh, outside of my house when I was in Colorado Springs. Um, and if you've ever seen a cat faced spider. I'd never seen one before this. They're weird. They're like abdomen thing. It looks like a cat from the back. Like it's got like little horns on it. What the hell? They're big, dude. Yeah, they are. They're like this big. They're huge. Um, So it just like it hung out outside of our house in like our dryer vent. And we named it Charlotte. And we would like feed it flies and stuff. Spiders? I really like spiders. Like, okay, I shouldn't say I really like spiders. I like what they do. They have a good purpose. They terrify me a couple of times. Like, if it's a big spider, that motherfucker's dying. 
I actually had to kill what I thought was a black widow in my basement hallway. Yeah. Because I was like, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with you. If you even come near me, I'm killing you. I walked, I saw it. I killed it so fast. Yeah, like big spiders scare me. I have a rule though. If it's outside, it's it's your space. It's fine. You're free, to, you're free fine. to live your life, but you come inside and it, you're fair game. I think that's fair. The so. only time I will kill a spider outside is if he tries me. If he starts running at me with intent, I'm like, oh, you did this to yourself, and I stomp the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but getting back on topic. Uh. We'll just preface this right now. This is going to be a little bit of a graphic topic. Um, I, it's a, I, it was a tough article to read yesterday. It's a very serious topic, so we have to talk about it. Um, but if there's any like children in the room, pause. Do not let them hear this. This is not going to be yeah, this a is light definitely, topic. It's definitely rated R topic. Y- Yes, there's a reason this is the very last bit of the episode. Um, so I, I kind of talked about it a little bit. I didn't want to get too into it to start. Buffalo Bills punter Matt Arazia, Ariza, however you say it, and two of his former San Diego State teammates were accused of gang raping a minor. Um, 17-year-old girl. This was filed... It was a lawsuit filed in the San Diego County Supreme Court on Thursday. And I've first off, actually, I want to preface this with something that I had a real issue with in the comments with yesterday after I read the article. If you are going to reply to an article of this magnitude and try to defend somebody, please fucking read the article first. I had I read somebody who was like, well, of of course this happens when he got money or like it just because he's accused doesn't mean he's guilty. And in the article, it literally says he told detectives he had sex with the 17 year old girl, which at the very least is statutory rape at the very least, at the very least. That's where it starts. So she was 17 at the time. Orazio was 21 at the time. So I guess the four-year thing is enabled, but she's still under the age of consent in California. Um, she was at – they were at an off-campus party held at his residence early in the hours of October 17, 2021. So this was almost a full year ago. The suit states that Arasia brought her inside a room where at least three other men, including the two – accused Xavier Leonard and uh Nowlin Iwaliko I think I'm saying that right it's spelled E W A L I K O Nowlin Iwal Iwaliko I don't know I'm not fully sure um, uh, yeah I don't know whatever yeah um and then that she was repeatedly raped for a, an hour and a half until the party was shut down Dan Gillian yeah who it's it's tough. And for everybody who hasn't read the article and is up to it, uh, it's on ESPN titled Bill's Arasia Accused of Gang Rape While at SDSU. There's so, a there's a lot of articles on this, too. Right. I'm reading one from The New York Post right now. So yeah. it's and not the, just ESPN that's covering this. And they they 
ESPN even links the first report to the Times in the uh, in the article, although it looks like it is potentially paywalled uh, on the LA Times. But minor, they named her Jane Doe because she's a minor. Um, she was underage at the time, went going in and out of consciousness, but remembers moments of men taking turns assaulting her. This was the part that fucked me up. I'm just going to be completely honest. The suit, the lawsuit states that her nose, belly button, and ear piercings had been pulled out during the axe, and she was bleeding from her vagina. That's horrific shit. That is horrific shit, man. Like, I... It... This is a tough topic, man. Like, I, it sucks that we have to talk about this, but we have to. Um, she alleges that Bill's punter, Arasia, was aware of her being in high school. And she alleged that he handed her a drink, but did not. she did not see him pour it. Um, and so there's a belief and in information from Doe that it may have contained other intoxicating substances besides alcohol. Now, that is a speculation. There's no proof in that one. It's a belief. That's a speculation. I don't know if it matters for me. No, it doesn't matter. Because either way, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, and Erasia's lawyer uh, said it's a shakedown because he's now with the Buffalo Bills. The rape was reported the day after the party. The day after the party, the San Diego police opened an investigation. No arrests were made, and the suspects had not been identified publicly. Um, but detectives recently had submitted their findings to the district attorney's office to determine whether charges should be filed. Um, according to the lawsuit, in a call to Arasia from Doe arranged by detectives from the Sex Crimes Unit of San Diego Police Department, Arasia acknowledged having sex with Doe and said she should be tested for STDs. When, a when she asked a more direct question about whether they had sex, per the detective's request, Arasia changed his tone and said he did not remember anything that happened that night. That is two different stories. Yeah. That he admits... To having sex, which we already said, statutory rape in of itself, then changes his tone because he got asked a more direct question about it and completely changes. Sounds like he was caught in the act and tried to fix it with lying, but just sounded more guilty in the process. And, you know, at this point, get him the fuck off the team, Buffalo. Honestly, so the problem that I have here is I read um, in the uh, New York Post article that the Buffalo Bills were aware of this for weeks prior mm -hmm. to this coming up. And the fact that he is, and we've talked about this too with the Sean Watson thing, the fact that he's still on the team allowed to play. It's horrific. Speaks 
volumes about the kind of people that are in charge of these organizations. Mm -hmm. The Browns, the Bills. If this happened on the Broncos, too, I would would expect the Broncos to be like, you're not playing another game until we get to the bottom of this. Right. And that's what should happen. What should happen? If the Bills aren't going to release him, at the very least, take him out of team activities. Suspended indefinitely. Suspended indefinitely. Not allowed to come to the facility. No contact with his coaches or teammates. I would say his teammates are allowed to reach out to him and, like, check in on him. Because, look, mental health's a real thing, whether you like it or not. He's probably going through some struggles. I think his teammates should be allowed to check in on him, see if he's doing okay. There shouldn't be anything outside of that. Nope. But um, the last thing that, to your point, Gillian, the lawyer, said this was a horrific crime that the kind of which happens all too often. This is a quote, by the way. What makes these crimes different is not only that they were committed by self-entitled athletes, just as awful as the crimes for months, multiple organizations, SDSU, the San Diego Police Department, the San Diego District Attorney, and now the Buffalo Bills have acted the part of enablers looking the other way in denial that my client deserves justice, even if the defendants are prized athletes. Yep. Yep. I was like, I don't think you can say that any better. Nope, absolutely not. And this what I've been saying this whole time, you know, not just about this case, also the Deshaun Watson case. You're enabling this sort of behavior. And then you stick them in front of the in front of the press and give them a script saying, oh, I'm so sorry that I've done this and blah, 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 blah. It's all it's all bullshit. Let's be honest here. It is. Um, It's just to protect themselves and keep the money coming in. It's to protect themselves, but you know what would protect themselves even more? Being like, hey, we are made aware of this situation. We understand the severity of the situation. He will not be here until we can get to the bottom of this. Period. End of story. Until we can get with the San Diego uh, detectives who, who looked into the case, along with the NFL, and investigate his past, whatever you have to do. This can't continue to happen dude like i understand in sports the nature of it is there's gonna be some false accusations Mm -hmm. this does not sound like a false accusation which they are trying to play it off as and if it is rookie punter probably not the guy you're going after for a fault for an accusation he's not making enough money Right. He's making some money, but he's not like it's not like a Deshaun Watson who just got two hundred and thirty million guaranteed. No. But like somebody in the league you know what would really help is if the league or hell even specific organizations like the Bills took a stand, said, We released him. This is not acceptable behavior for the league. It's not acceptable behavior for human beings. This is just un unforgivable. It's we will dis- not it's have despicable behavior. Despicable. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're a millionaire, if you're making twenty thousand dollars at McDonald's, yep. This is or, despicable behavior. Yeah. It should not be tolerated in our society. Period. End of story. Yeah. And it gets tolerated too much in professional leagues because let's just be honest. And if this is news to you, listeners, I can't help you. 
if you think that any of these sports leagues are in the business of making moral decisions, you're wrong. They're in the business of making money and doing whatever serves them best. It's all about their own interests and self-serving themselves, really. They don't care about you. They don't care about what, what's right. They care about how much money, how much billions they're bringing in each year. It's the sad fact of it. And that is why we need to hold every single league accountable. Because, look, I know it's a tall task. Nobody's ever going to fully boycott the NFL. It's, been, it's tried. It's never going to happen. No. But. Yeah. It's too big. But we control how much money they get to a certain extent. Like the TV rights has been signed. We buy jerseys, which is income for them. We buy tickets, which is income for them. We support we support them in whatever they're doing, basically. Mm-hmm. Take some of that away. Start taking some of that away. Don't buy jerseys. Don't Stop buying preseason tickets. Because owners love the preseason. They make all the fucking money. No, and the players don't. Like, the, the, the normal people, not the one percenters, have to look at everybody and say, look, I'm done with this. We cannot continue doing this. We can't grandstand for people who are out here raping minors. Like, he deserves to be in prison. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, this man no longer deserves to be in the NFL. I know he just hit an 81-yard punt in the preseason. He looked like he was going to be the next big thing. No longer. Get him out of the league. He's disrespecting the shield. He's disrespecting people, women, everything. Get him off the field. Take his roster spot. Don't give him any more opportunities. That's how you stop this. Guys like Deshaun Watson, if we just if we take away their power and don't allow them to like get away with shit because they made a statement that their attorneys wrote for them so that they could protect themselves, we can't keep taking that to heart. No, 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 no. It's it's still not acceptable. It doesn't forgive what actually happened. Right. You know, it's I I can tell you right now that, uh, you know, when I was a kid and. I. Like any other older sibling would beat up their little brother. Right. <laughs> I can tell you right now that when I said I was sorry, I wasn't sorry. Right. It's the same. It's the same principle here. They're just saying words to say words. That's it. Yeah, they're that saying is the extent of it. Yeah, they're apologizing to get you back on their side and think that they're a good human being. No, Look, I'm all for second chances, except when it comes to heinous shit like this. Murder, rape. There is no second chance for that. No. No. There isn't. There just isn't. Because what you do once, you will do again, or you will empower yourself to do it again whether you actually do or not you'll be tempted and yeah. we just can't have that we just well, can't the, have that these organizations are also at fault for enabling this sort of behavior yep you know because now you're setting a precedent for the rest of the league for the rest of the players saying maybe it'll be okay you know i'm probably not going to get in that big of trouble 
It's ridiculous. You know? And this if, happens if, if far any too of, often. It, it, far too often. If any one of us did that, career gone. Career, jail. We'd be jail. Immediately. Locked up. Yeah. Like, there, there wouldn't be... Well, should be. I, I don't think that the punishments for this are nearly as big as they should be. I agree with you. Regardless there. of the person. I agree yeah. with you there. I do think they'd the the consequences for for stuff like this needs to be increased. Yes. Because I I understand like the old sentiment of like if you make them fear it, they're not going to do it. It kind of works. Make it so the consequences force you to either if you do it, you're never allowed to step out free again. That's that's yeah. the way I see it. That's the way I see it. I'm I'm fed up with all of the public figures who think they're above the law and most of the time get away with it just because their name is big enough. I'm so fucking tired of it. I, I just am. Yeah. No, I, I am too. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have anything else to say other than Arezi is a piece of shit who... At the very never. least, at the very least, still raped a girl, yeah. whether it's statutory or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it deserves a harsh punishment. I don't know what that punishment will be. We'll have to wait and see. I know we'll probably have to talk about this again when that happens. Not necessarily looking forward to it, but we gotta. Um, yeah. But yeah, if... Please don't be like this, man. Be better. We t- we said this covering Deshaun Watson, too. Like, just be better. Be a good human being. Be decent to one another. And who knows how this world changes if that happens. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't got much else. Uh, Bill's rookie punter. Fucked up. Should never be in the league again. That's where I'm at. Yep. That's where I'm at. Uh, sorry for ending the show on such a, a downer note, but we had to talk about it, and there's a reason it's at the end. Um, if you stuck with us this long, we appreciate you. Please go look into this yourselves. Um, do research. Make, make sure you're educated. Um, and again, I will reiterate this. If you are going to reply to articles of this magnitude on social media, Read the fucking article because that is such an issue. People read the headlines and then try to defend the man. And in the article, it's indefendable. He are, he admitted to having sex with a minor. So please read the fucking articles, people. Educate yourself and don't just hop in the comments and try to figure it out from there. All right. Read it. And then go hop in the comments, and then you can educate people who didn't read it. Be a, do a service to society and try to educate people rather than just being one of those talking idiots who didn't look or try to even figure out what happened before giving his opinion. Please don't do that. We don't need that. We need educated opinions. All right? Thank you. That's going to do it for today's show. I'm Josh Coleman. Alongside Dylan Malfati, check us out on all your podcasting apps and Twitter. Uh, I don't really 
Twitter is wired up. Wired underscore up underscore sports. Check us out there. All your major podcasting apps. That's going to do it. Have a good rest of your day, everybody.